0: When challenges come up, you know, you can't play a victim. You've got to really like take ownership of it, take responsibility and ask okay, how can I make the best of this? And so I I needed to to live that, right? I didn't want to be a hypocrite. So I decided to take ownership of that situation. You know, I asked as many questions as I could. I did the research and, you know, I tried to understand even like how this came about, which I still don't really know for sure, but looking at all the potential causes, and then how am I going to take care of this so that I can still be around, you know, for my family?
1: Welcome to Management Development Unlocked, where you will learn how to nurture a world-class management team. And now your host, Eric Gerard. Welcome. I'm really glad that you are here. While you still have your device in your hand, I'd like to ask three favors, please. One, please subscribe to the show. Two please share the show with just one other person. And three, go to gerardtrainingsolutions.com and download my free ebook on becoming a manager. Today, I have Andy Storch with me, and this is a special episode because we're not really gonna talk about management development. We're gonna talk about how cancer changed our trajectory in life. So Andy and I, in addition to having talent development in common, we also have cancer in common. And so in a previous episode, I talked about my why and how cancer really was like a ricochet that changed my trajectory and had me focus on, wait a minute, how do I really help other people with the time I've got left? So how do I focus on helping other people? And Andy has a similar story. So I'm going to turn it over to Andy. Andy, with my my usual opening, uh, welcome to the show. Who are you and what do you do?
0: Eric, thank you so much for having me here. I, I really appreciate it. You know, honored to be on this new show and part of this new journey and to talk about such an important topic. I mean, who I am, you know, I work in talent development, as you mentioned. I'm an author, a speaker, a connector in the talent and career development worlds. I've done a lot of leadership development work over the years as well. Mostly what I do these days is is speaking and training, as well as consulting with organizations. But I'm also a husband and a father, two kids, and someone who is really passionate about health and fitness and helping people take ownership of their careers and lives. And the journey that I've gone through, which we'll get into, I see or saw as a test or a challenge to my resolve and what I've been trying to teach to others and has allowed me to really double down on my mission and purpose, which is to teach and inspire more people to take ownership of their careers and lives and really live more intentionally and and enjoy life like I try to do.
1: Awesome, fantastic. Well, it's a it's a real privilege to have you um, on the show, so I'm looking forward to our conversation. So, unlike what I usually do, I don't have a list of questions ready to go. This is just a, an opportunity for two cancer thrivers to talk about, you know, how things have gone. So, my first question for you is is how, Tell me your story up to cancer. Yeah. And then talk about how cancer changed or amplified your trajectory and brought you to where you are now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as I mentioned, husband and father, two kids. I've always been very enthusiastic about health and fitness and taking care of my health and eating the right way, trying, you know, different things and lifting weights and exercising most of my life. So it came as a great surprise to me when I found out that I had cancer at the end of 2020. And the way that came about was I started experiencing some severe abdominal pain and discomfort, and it took me a while to, to get that checked out because, as I found is often common with men especially, is we tend to put these, these things off and <laughs> uh, just say, like, oh, I'll be fine, just rub some dirt on it, and I'll, you know, I, I don't really need to do anything or see a doctor. Funny enough, I'm dealing with that again now. I've got a shoulder issue that I really need to go see a doctor about. I keep forgetting. You'd think I'd learn my lesson. But I finally did see a doctor and it turned out that he said, I likely have testicular cancer, that it was very treatable. You know, they say, I think 96% survival rate or something like that. But obviously, there's still a lot of ordeal and risk that goes into that. And then I needed to have surgery to have my test score moved, and then I would potentially go through you know, treatment and everything else. At the time, I was 40 years old, and it turns out testicular cancer is a young man's disease, typically affecting men between 18 and 40. So I got in right at the top end of that. I think you were somewhere in the middle. I forgot where, how old you were.
1: Yeah, Aaron. I was 34.
0: 34. Okay. So a little bit younger than I was. I just talked to a a, a guy who got introduced to me last week, who's 26 and dealing with it now. And Mm -hmm. I've heard of people getting at 18, which is just incredible and scary. So I had the surgery and then I still had dealing with a lot of pain. And by the way, at that time, I was also publishing my first book, which is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. I published the book on November 16th, 2020, and I had surgery two days later and started this whole cancer journey. In fact, I when I went to see the urologist, this is not recommended by the way, he wanted to do the surgery the very next week. And I went back and talked to my wife who was also traveling at the time. We just decided, I was like two weeks away from publishing the book. I wanted to get that done and then have the surgery. So I waited about three weeks, much to the of family who, who wanted me to get it done sooner, of course. So like I said, <laughs> not recommended, but did get, get through it, got the book published and and had the surgery and then found out after that from doing scans ct scans pet scans that the cancer had spread across my stomach and up into my neck they categorized that as stage 2c i think testicular cancer and of course the oncologist i went to see who was very nice recommended chemo as they always do and i tend to be very much i guess you would say a naturalist someone who likes to take a holistic look at things and, and try to heal things naturally and avoid too much medication things like that. So I did a ton of research and started going down a, we'll say like a natural healing route to see if I could heal this cancer without doing the chemo. And I ran into even more pain just within a month or two later. And I ended up going into the hospital and doing chemotherapy, as I think you did as well, right? You did chemo. I, did,
1: I did nasty chemo.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: I had, I had stage four. They you were stage they four, wow. They were not giving me the 96% chance. They were giving me like less than 60% chance of surviving.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's scary. And you know, I had, so I, because I don't know if it was as serious as, as what you had even though it had spread across my body, I felt like I had a little bit of time to try to deal with it. But like I said, I ended up doing chemotherapy over the course of about three months in the beginning of 2021. Definitely one of the worst things I've ever done. Certainly don't recommend it to anybody, but obviously it serves a purpose. And I, I believe that that chemo, along with uh, all of the other changes I made, I, I changed my diet, started taking tons of supplements, doing a lot of other things. All of that combined allowed me to to get past it and and get a clear scan a little more than a year ago, near the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. So completely past it today. But one of the things that I did and how I said, you know, sort of test my resolve is I just published this book talking about taking ownership of your career and your life. And that when challenges come up, you know, you can't play a victim. You've got to really like take ownership of it, take responsibility and ask, okay, how can I make the best of this? And so I I needed to, to live that, right? I didn't want to be a hypocrite. And so I decided to take ownership of that situation. You know, I asked as many questions as I could. I did the research and, you know, I tried to understand even like how this came about, which I still don't really know for sure, but looking at all the potential causes and then how am I going to take care of this so that I can still be around, you know, for my family and friends and other people for, for many years. Right. And, uh, and so I shared a lot of that journey as i was going through the treatment on social media with friends and uh, i knew a lot of people would be curious to see you know what it was like and how it was going but i also wanted to share my my positive outlook and mindset you know throughout all of it that this is the challenge i truly saw it as this is the challenge that i get to go through right now but it's not the end of the world i will get through this and i'm sure that you you can relate to this you know there were many days where it seemed like the hardest thing ever But then you look back and you're like, oh, life is great now. I did make it through. And, you know, thankful for that. And now my life is good. And it ended up being a challenge that we got to go through, but luckily not the end for either of us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I was treated at Stanford in California because that's where I lived at the time. I lived a couple miles from Stanford. Mm. So that was, that had just happened to be the closest emergency room. Yeah. And I remember sitting in the infusion treatment area getting, you know, this weed killer pumped into me. Yeah. And I was looking across the room at a guy who had no immune system. He was wearing a respirator because if he inhaled any little microbe, it would have killed him. Yeah. So he was wearing this huge respirator and, you know, had to be very, very careful about what he did. And I made a comment to one of the infusion treatment area nurses that, you know, my pro- my problems are so small. Like, yeah. I had two surgeries and I'm going through chemo and I'm going to be fine. Right. And she said, don't minimize your own experience. Hmm. You know, like you, you're, you're going through probably the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Yeah. Like don't minimize that, like, yeah. like, you know, take a minute to honor it yeah. while at the same time making plans for how you're going to get through it sort right. of a thing. Yeah. So that was, that was an interesting lesson was just thinking, you know what, you know, it's. It, Acknowledge the a, challenge that
0: you're going through, right? Give yourself credit for that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Give yourself, yeah, exactly. Give yourself credit, you know, for what you're going through and, and what you've been through. Yeah. I remember I had to keep going back to Stanford for 10 years. Mm. You know, first it was every month and every three months and every year. and Yeah. I went back for my last checkup after 10 years and they were like, you know, we love seeing patients like you because we call you well babies, hmm. you know, and, and I used to walk through the infusion treatment area and say hello to my old nurses and stuff. And they, they love it because it's like, this is what's possible, you know, yeah. to, to be healthy and be on the other side of it and be healthy and happy. Yeah. And you're going to get through this sort of a thing. And then they threw me out and they said, don't come back. like, right. <laughs> you know, Don't come back here. Go live your life.
0: Yeah. Right. But they're, they're probably very happy because I'm, unfortunately, I'm sure that they see lots of people who don't make it right. And they, Mm -hmm. they, their goal is to try to help you get through that, to heal you up. And so they like seeing you on the other side of that. And I think it is important to acknowledge the challenges and difficulties that you're going through and give yourself some grace and a chance to, to rest. You know, one of my biggest struggles during that time was the fact that I'm, was running my own business as I am today, and there was no job to say like "oh take it easy you can keep you know getting your salary i was a little bit stressed out about money like wh- were we going to be able to pay our bills you know as uh, if this persists and i'm not able to work and luckily we made it through that but that was a challenge right and at the same time i i was given that advice from a mentor and a coach that like give yourself some grace your job is to rest and take care of your body right now not to go out and get clients or do these mm-hmm. other things And so you got to acknowledge what you're going through. At the same time, I do think the context is important too. You know, you look around and say, well, at least it's not as bad as that, right? Because Mm -hmm. even on our hardest days, one of the things I did that I always recommend is is connecting back to gratitude. Every single day, I wrote down my gratitude for the great things that I had in my life. And there's, there's plenty of those things, even when you feel awful that you have, you know, that for me, at least that I had family, you know, wife and kids around. My mom was there to help take care of me great access to really great healthcare for me it was at the um, advent hospital and doctors here in in downtown orlando florida where i live mm-hmm. and the nurses were were wonderful like everybody who took care of me was was just knowledgeable and kind you know access to that sort of thing you know even just great weather being able to go outside like there's always things that we can be grateful for and so I try to really focus on that. The other thing that I was focused on a lot on the hardest days was it just so happened that I, right before this all started, I had a conversation with a friend of mine named Lauren, Lauren Davis, who I think she said she had a tattoo that said, this is how it is right now. And it's sort of mm-hmm. like that reminder of the nature of impermanence that, that things don't last forever. And I would kind of like, that would be like my motto on the hardest days. when I'm like trying to walk around and I can, is like, this is how it is right now. Like it, it sucks right now, but I'm going to get through this. And it's hard to see that when you're in it. But then, like I said before, like you get to the other side. Now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, I'm past those. Like I, I can go to the gym. I can walk around. I can take care of my family. I can have fun and enjoy life. And, and I'm healthy today, which is, thank goodness.
1: Yeah. Well, congratulations. Well done.
0: Thank you. And <laughs> same to you, right? You went through some hard <laughs> stuff. Oh. And, uh, and we made it through
1: chemo is a bad way to lose weight Oof. and, and cancer is a rotten way to meet nurses.
0: Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's definitely not the best, the best reason to be going to the, the hospital for, for any reason, but, um, no. and, and like I said, you know, you, you, mentioned it being weed killer and and I mentioned it being poison and, and trying to avoid it. It is a toxic chemical and there are, I believe ramifications to putting something like that in your body, which is again, why I asked a lot of questions, did a lot of research, I think for anybody going through any type of health challenge or any challenge in your life, it's important to take ownership and say, yes, doctors are there for a reason. Thank goodness we have access to great healthcare. I don't have to listen to everything they say. I can ask questions. I can take responsibility. I can make decisions for myself. And you know, most of the time, that would probably be what the doctor recommends, but it doesn't have to be. i think like a lot of people don't really realize that and that they don't even know everything, right? There's a lot of things that they're still trying to figure out. And, you know, sometimes there could be a better way. And so I'm not ever saying like, hey, don't listen to your doctor, but it's worth at least, you know, doing some research and, and making a decision for yourself instead of just always doing whatever people tell you to do.
1: Yeah. And here's a yes and to that. Yeah. Like you mentioned that your mom was there being a caregiver for you. Yes. My dad was my caregiver. Mm. Making sure that you have somebody there who is clear headed and, and not battling a disease mm. or under the influence of, of one drug or another who can ask those questions on your behalf if you can't. Yeah. Because I was really gorked up on pain meds mm. and chemo and all kinds of things. And there were days where there just was nobody home. Yeah. So making sure that you have a good advocate. It's a good advocate Yeah. A, an ally, really an advocate, thing. a representative, yeah. you know, mm.
0: someone who can help take care of you. Yeah. My wife was that for me. And luckily, like I said, my mom was around to help me as well.
1: Good. Well, let's now, let's, let's think about post-cancer. So, yeah. you know, we've, we've been through this thing. Yeah, and and learned a lot, and now we're on the other side. So, how did it change your trajectory, and how did it affect your career and your relationships?
0: Yeah, so I don't feel like cancer, com- you know, made a huge change to my trajectory of, or, of necessarily where I was going, but it, it certainly was a huge challenge that I'm very proud of overcoming. You know, it's it's part of that story, part of that journey. I think it was really an interesting wake-up call for me because I had been very lucky. I had been extremely healthy my whole life. I had rarely dealt with any types of, you know, serious health or medical issues. And this gave me a lot of empathy for, you know, millions of people who are dealing with very serious health issues all the time, right, and including some, some close members of my family, and to see what it's like to, to not even really have the energy to get up and walk around. You know, or think clearly, as you mentioned, you know, or to have your life threatened, you know, and being potentially in question. All of these things, you know, to experience that gives some empathy for what other people, you know, are potentially going through. The other thing was that I see this now as part, not only part of my journey, but really something that qualifies me. To go out and help other people who might be going through, you know, similar things. You and I have talked about this before, and and I really think that any challenge that we go through, if we make it through, you know, we're now qualified to help other people go, you know, get through that similar challenge. And there will be other people, right, who go through cancer, death in a family, divorce, job loss, whatever that big challenge is that is really hard to deal with. And if you haven't experienced it. You can be there for your friends you can try to help them but you don't know exactly what it's like right you know i haven't been through divorce right i have friends who have i can certainly be there to talk and help people through it but i haven't been through it personally right but i've been through cancer and i can help people with that and i really believe that everything in life happens for us not to us and that's the way i try to live and so i believe this cancer happened for me And for you, Eric, so that we can help other people, right? It allows us to have this conversation on this podcast, right? Which may help one person listening who is dealing with a major health issue or possibly going through cancer or has a loved one going through cancer and potentially, you know, we can help them. So one of the things I did was I created a document where I laid out all of my research and my story and my recommendations for people who are going through cancer. Obviously, every cancer is different everybody's experience is different you know there's no one recommendation that works for everybody but suggestions we will say for people to take a look at and i try to make that available and send it to anybody i come across who is dealing with cancer because i want to be able to help them i believe i went through this so that i can help others so if anybody Mm -hmm. listening is going through cancer you have a loved one going through cancer and you want to grab that and at least you know give it a read i have it on my website at andystorch.com slash cancer Uh, so andystorch.com plus cancer just a free you know that's like four or five pages describing kind of stuff I went through, the research recommendations. And this gives me a little bit, you know, the the final answer I would give is it gives me a little bit more resolve to a sort of a commitment I made before, which was to live life to the fullest, right? To get the most out of life and inspire other people to do the same. You know, when I'm hesitating on things, well, do I want to take this chance? Do I want to try to do this thing? It's a little bit scary. I can think back and like, you know, life is short. Anything can happen. I've been given this gift of life, why not take advantage of it and do the things that I truly want to do?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent advice, thank yeah. you. And thanks, thanks for the resource. What about you? You know, i I lived my life surrounded by hobbies: hmm. pre cancer, mountain biking, scuba diving, backpacking, hiking, camping, hanging out with friends, rock climbing. Like I just, I had all these things that I did. Yeah. And sometimes I went to church and sometimes I went to men's group and, you know, like I, I just did all these, I dabbled in a lot of stuff Yeah. and post cancer, it was like my purpose in life was pulled into very sharp focus Hmm. and I needed to, I needed to have have a family. I had been married and divorced once and I decided I was going to do it again and do it right. Hmm. So that was very important. I was going to have a family. That was very important. I decided that I was going to really focus on, on helping people in my career you know, and not just teach just anything, but I decided, you know what I'm really going to focus on is helping new managers make that transition because so many managers make a mess of it. Yeah. So I kind of went with what brung me in terms of what I had previously been doing, but then I really got focused. And I'm going to use my skills and talent as a facilitator and an instructional designer and and teach for this audience. Hmm. And eventually I wound up up here starting my own business and doing that exclusively. And then just being really focused on how can I help as many people as possible, given what I can do. Yeah. You know, with the skills and talents I've got, how can I, how can I be of service to folks? And so that's what I what I really tend to focus on. And if I have some success, if I make a little money, great. But I really want, um, as Steve Jobs said, to put that ding in the universe and and do something good, Mm. you know, and 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 be a force for good in the world rather than just taking, taking, taking.
0: Yeah. So it was really a wake up call to get more focused on your purpose and mission to to get a, you know, a family going, like you said, something you really wanted and also really focused on what you could provide, how you could provide value to clients and organizations to run the business that you really want and, and create the life you want, which is awesome. And by the way, it sounds like based on the hobbies you mentioned, You already had a a, a pretty good life before, better than most people probably. Uh, Thinking I was hearing you, and I was like, I really want to do more of those things. That sounds really great. (laughs) Um, But you know what I had? You know, I had. It's almost like we were in the reverse situation because I already had the family in place, right? Mm -hmm. Married with two kids. In some ways, that gave me greater purpose and motivation as I was going through it. I mean, I'm sure you had plenty of motivation to get through. But, you know, people ask if I, you know, if I was scared. I think a lot more people were scared for me than I was Mm -hmm. scared myself because I never thought for a second that I wasn't going to make it through this because it's like, first of all, the odds are in my favor. But second of all, I'm going to do everything in my power to get through this because I've got a family. I've got two young kids. They were six and four at the time. You know, there's no chance I'm not going to be here, do everything in my power to be here for them for the rest of, you know, for another, hopefully 40 years plus, however long I get to be with them because I, and I think you have children now, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. having children, that is my greatest purpose. I I can talk a lot about podcasts and everything else. My mission is to inspire, teach and inspire people to own their careers. And that's kind of like my professional mission, but my purpose is driven by my children and making sure that I'm there for them to love them and and raise them into be great adults. And so there's no chance, you know, I'm not gonna be there for them. And in some ways, like I got an opportunity, they were pretty young, right? So they didn't really completely grasp what I was going through. So they weren't really scared either. I wasn't scared, they weren't scared. I think if they were teenagers, it'd be a whole different story, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. when you really know what's going on and probably would be terrified as I would have been if my parents were going through that, you know, at that age. But they get to see how I handle things right? And kind of like clock that away in their brains, because as they say, like children, watch what you do more than listen to what you say. And so I always want to set a good example for them. And and part of that is being intentional with taking care of my health, no matter what I'm going through, so that hopefully they'll
1: be willing and able to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My, my life purpose aside from my professional purpose, my life purpose is I want to, I want to hang out with my grandkids, mm. you know, like that's, I, I want to get through all the life events with my kids, have them graduate high school, college, get married and not just have kids, but I want to like hang out and be a good grandfather yeah. and be a healthy, active grandfather that can, can be there and and play with the kids and stuff. So totally, that's, that's kind of where I want to wind up.
0: I hope you have a backup purpose in case your kids don't have kids, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the the 10-year plan is to teach scuba someplace tropical. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah, maybe someplace cool. in the Caribbean. I well, I have know. to
0: stay in touch on that because, you know, I got certified and went scuba diving like 15 years ago and then it never went again. I really need to, to get back into it at some point. Oh, Yeah happy to help. All right, cool. Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Also in my, you know, we're talking about long-term vision, short-term goals. I used to live in California and I went backpacking and camping all the time. Then I moved to Florida and I kind of stopped that. One of my goals this year was to get back out there and take another backpacking trip because it's been a while.
1: Yeah. Well, I used to go to to Orlando quarterly for work huh. and our nickname for the office was the Sweatland.
0: Yeah. Cause Cause it's, it's just, just hot
1: and humid yeah, and flat. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't backpack. in. <laughs> no, I know it's tough.
0: I know i got to get out there, get back out West, but you know, that's a reminder too, that I talked about, you know, connecting with gratitude while you're going through something. I try to mm-hmm. still connect with that on a regular basis, right? Because how great is it that we get to have the opportunity to do these things? And then how ridiculous is it that we sometimes often waste these opportunities when, you know, we do have the opportunity. And that's where like, I try to model and and hopefully help others with is is getting intentional with your life, which means figuring out how do you want to live? What do you want to do with your career and your life? And then actually put a plan together to do that, right? I could sit around and say, oh, I miss the mountains. I wish I could spend more time in there, but nothing will ever change. Or I could book a flight, you know, Call you and a few other friends and say, "Hey, let's meet in Colorado or Montana or whatever on July 10th, and let's take a backpacking trip, right? Yeah, and actually yeah. make it happen."
1: Absolutely, yeah. Not long ago, I did a section of the Appalachian Trail back east. We spent most of our time in Tennessee, and that was that was a once in a lifetime trip, mm. and it was it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I haven't yeah. done I haven't done any of the Appalachian Trail. I've, I've crossed over it, but. I did take a trip once with some buddies and we did part of the John Muir trail and it was Mm -hmm. in California around Yosemite and it was just absolutely epic. One of the most beautiful places I've ever been.
1: It's amazing. Yeah. Yosemite rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, what would you say to kind of close our conversation? So to someone who is maybe experiencing cancer now or experiencing another challenge in their life. Yeah. I've, I've picked up the gratitude is a big theme in your life. So what kind of closing thoughts would you give someone who's, who's facing a big challenge?
0: Gratitude and responsibility, right? So taking ownership, ownership mindset, the way I talk about it is involves taking responsibility for everything going on in your life, even the things that you wouldn't have chosen, right? Whether it's losing a job, going through cancer, death of a family member and focusing your energy as much as you can on things that are within your control, right? So you, you, you can't control most likely getting cancer. Uh, I arguably you, you could do a lot of things to prevent it. We won't get into all of that. Right. But you, but you can control how you respond to these challenges that come up. You can control how you take care of your health and how you treat yourself. You can control how you do things going forward, right. To prevent, you know, potentially getting cancer in the future or dealing with whatever event you're dealing with. I have three questions. I like to ask anytime I face a big challenge And I put these in my book and I have my website as well, but the three questions are number one, what is great about this? So I find there are, there are almost always silver linings in every situation. Some of them are very hard to see when you're dealing, you know, you're in the throes of cancer. It's hard to see what's great about this, but in hindsight, you know, we talked about some of the things that we got out of the experience and it gives us an opportunity to help others. There, there could be other things like in 2020, I was really just starting to ramp up running my own business and uh, my whole business was flying around the country running leadership development training pretty much in person and Uh COVID shut that entire business down, right? Uh So what was great about that, the silver lining was I had been traveling quite a bit and I had two very young kids at home and I got to spend every day with them after that. And I haven't been traveling nearly as much ever since. And so it was really kind of a blessing in disguise to be able to spend more time with my family. So the first question is, what is great about this? The second question is, what can I learn from this? Because especially when our challenges are due to our own mistakes, there are often lessons that can be learned, right? That can help us in the future. And then the third question is, what does this make possible? Because oftentimes these challenges we face open up new opportunities. They're hard to see in the moment. I see this most often when people lose their job, they get laid off and they think it's the worst thing in the world. And then, and then, you know, three months later, they find an even better job that they never would have, you know, been available for if they still had their last job. Right. And, you know, what cancer made possible for us, right. For you, it allows you to really like get clarity of your focus and your purpose and what you want to do and and live a better life. You know, for both of us, it, it qualifies, allows us to be able to help other people to go through the experience. And I think being able to help others is part of a greater purpose to really like leave a positive impact in the world, right? Make the world a better place, like we talked about. So create creates so many opportunities for us. So the three questions: are, what's great about this? What can I learn from this? And what does this make possible? And I find that these can be helpful whenever you are facing that big challenge. And then no matter what it is, just make sure you're taking ownership. You focus on gratitude for the great things that you do have in your life. Ask a lot of questions, get help, like we talked about. And, you know, do everything you can. and remember that, you know, things might suck for a while, but you'll likely get through it and they'll get better in the end.
1: Outstanding. Great advice. Thank you, Andy.
0: You're welcome. Thank
1: you. That was, that was an amazing conversation. So I just wanted to thank you for that. How can people find you?
0: I've got a couple podcasts myself. If you're into talent development, one of them is the talent development hot seat. Um, pretty much all of our social media, especially LinkedIn. If you are interested in the cancer doc, I mentioned again, it's at andystorch.com slash cancer. And if you want to get those three questions, I have them in my bonus resources on my book website, which is ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. And of course, you're welcome to reach out to me on LinkedIn or anyone else and let
1: me know that you heard me on Eric's show. Perfect. Good deal. Well, thanks for listening. Please subscribe, comment, share, and connect with me on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Management Development Unlocked. Want more? Get a ton of insider tips and tools at gerardtrainingsolutions.com.